Good morning, and welcome to ULEAD, the news and current affairs from Dalhousie and the University of King's College, nestled on unceded, unsurrendered Mi'kmaq territory. I'm your host, Carly Shogner. Last Friday, Dalhousie's Rebecca Cohen Theatre was buzzing with excitement. Students, alumni, community members packed into the theatre to see Colonel Cress Hadfield during his Canada 151 tour. What does Chris Hadfield mean to you? Chris Hadfield means a lot of things. Uh, to summarize it in quick sentence or word, I would have to say probably uh, the benchmark. To me, he provided the connection between the untangible and what young kids today want to be when they grow up. Just a really amazing influence for a lot of people, bringing kind of a celebrity image to a really authentic science background. So it's, yeah, he's a really good guy to have in the public eye. I kind of like the way he relates to everybody, plays guitar. I think he's just a great representative, a great Canadian, and uh, certainly has achieved, you know, the highest levels of, of his field and what he's done. Exploration. He represents, like, everything about human curiosity. I think that he is a genuine Canadian uh, hero who is a good example for uh, youth and all of us to look up to. It was nice to see someone go into space and help a new generation of people enjoy it the way that, you know, my parents probably enjoyed the Apollo program, things like that. So just to have the imagination and an interest in space again. At the time he was up on the International Space Station, I was actually teaching grade three space unit. So for me, it was the coolest way to make real life education amazing for little children. And he brought space into the classroom like no one ever has in my lifetime. I really like going to see him because the first time I've heard of him was I think on the radio when they were talking about him playing the song in space. And he was the first Canadian commander of the ISS. So it really means a lot to me. He's a phenomenal educator through and through. He's always thinking about how do we go deeper and how do we learn from mistakes and things that go well. And so he's a real role model for me. And even when things don't look clear to the goal, he still finds a way to do it. He's a pretty exemplary human being, but he's also like a symbol of nationalism and he still perpetuates some concepts that are uh, colonial. So I have, I have a conflicted sort of opinion of him, but I do appreciate the work he's done for science. Chris is really inspirational for a number of reasons, but I think just his perspective on the world gives us a, a vision that is going to help all of humanity. Uh, if you could ask him a question, what would it be? My question for Chris Hadfield would be, when you're up in the International Space Station, what one thing do you miss the very most on Earth? What was your favorite part of space? What had inspired him to play David Bowie when he was up in the space station? For both pilots so what's it feel like to look down on earth and what do you see what do you what are you thinking when you look down and see earth that's just a big round ball and what was it like in space how he found adapting back to earth to be from space just the effects on the body after coming out of you know microgravity environment to coming down to 1g uh, in such rapid time frame just to see what that would feel like what's next <laughs> 
What is uh, what is Chris Hadfield's biggest fear would be my question and what how did he overcome it? You've seen space. What other challenges could possibly be out there for someone like Chris Hadfield? Does he think if that NASA will continue with the SLS rocket system or what the success of SpaceX will manned flight from North America happen with uh, their version of rockets versus uh, private versus public? How does he stay so humble? I'm pretty curious about how he would approach from his experience with an international organization, like an international project like the ISS, how he would approach conflicts at a, at a, like a more down-to-earth scale with the, uh, the ongoing oppression and violence that takes place even in Canada. In today's worldly context, how do we all pull together as humanity and what role will space hopefully play in bringing us all together? Good evening. What a treat to be here. Man, I've been looking for From human migration to Halifax's Citadel Hill as a remnant of the Ice Age, Hadfield gave a scientific and philosophical history lesson around our land and the people of Turtle Island, Canada. He encouraged the audience to collaborate fields towards sustainable research and technology in tackling climate change and conflict, making note of Dahousie's Jeff Don's battery technology. After the event, I spoke with a dressed-up Connor Bray and Chris Hung on their reflections of the event. Can you describe what your costumes are? <laughs> uh, so, so my right arm is, uh, is an imitation of the, the Canada arm. Uh, I don't know if it's Canada arm one or two, but um, I, I've got some uh, rain pipe drains and and some foam some foam wrap and uh, and a, a white glove to to keep the rest of it white. It kind of looks like my hands coming out the end. I'm dressed as an astronaut. Uh, I'm in a space suit, but I think Chris Hadfield wore it better. Tell me what you thought about this event. Uh, I, I mean, it was amazing. It's it's a uh, it's crazy to you know get to sit here only a couple rows back and, and get to hear firsthand about what it's like to, to not be on Earth. I thought it was, it was pretty cool. Um, you would have an interesting perspective, you know, taking a look at us. We're so small, and and uh, probably had an interesting perspective on what it's like to work with other nations and how working constructively could probably be a lot more useful than you know attacking each other as we do. What's your takeaway? I think he did a pretty good job of, uh, he kind of summed it up himself uh, in, a, in a response to your question and, and kind of talked about you know that he didn't care too much about, about anniversaries or about what's happened in the past. Um, he, he paid some tribute to his people but it, it's mostly about uh, you know taking the cards that you're dealt and, and thinking about what's next. I would definitely second that. He had us think a, a great deal about what we have done, how, how great things have been achieved, but the, the importance of carrying on that momentum. On Wednesday, CKDU hosted a Dahousie candidate Q&A. Here are some of the highlights. And I'm joined today by Ahmed Abdul Hussein. He is running for Vice President Academic External. Uh, so first, how about you tell me a little bit about yourself? What's your background? Uh, I'm originally from Iraq. I uh, was born in Austria, Vienna raised in Dubai and a proud Canadian citizen. I'm in my third year uh, management program. Why are you running? I got into what was happening, especially during uh, African Heritage Month uh, the past two years. So there are issues on campus and someone needs to address them. So one of the main reasons why I wanted to run is to raise awareness about DSU executives and what they can do. They can do so much. 
And I believe my name is Ali Barnaby. I'm running for the position of vice president internal in the Dahazi Student Union elections. I knew that I wanted to get involved in a way that was a little bit more where I could have a little bit more authority to make um, bigger decisions because there was a lot of decisions made this year that really impacted my community and how um, others interacted with my community as like in Indigenous folks. Um, so I really wanted to bring like an Indigenous voice to the table. With Corey Larson, he is running again for Vice President Student Life. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm a fourth-year theater major student here at uh, Dalhousie with a minor in psychology. Um, I've been involved with the DSU for just about all of my university career, starting in my first year. What are some particular challenges that you face as an incumbent? Uh, you know, I, I don't have the uh, the privilege of sort of, uh, of not knowing what I can't do. Uh, so I can't be idealist and I can't, you know, go out and promise, uh, you know, something fantastical like I'm going to bring Drake or something to, to Dal. Uh, not that any of the candidates uh, have, been, have been doing that, but, you know, there's a lot more realism when you're, when you're coming back as an incumbent because you know exactly what, what is in your control as, as an executive and what's outside of your control and what things are achievable within a year's span and what things you need to sort of think about it in a way that's more long term. Um, I am joined today by Irene Saliendra. Irene, so tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm running for the position of Vice President of Student Life. I'm a third year business management student with a major in entrepreneurship and innovation. Wellness also falls within the umbrella of student life. I kind of want you to elaborate a little bit on how you would uh, uh, focus some efforts on wellness for students. Absolutely. Um, so wellness is actually a big uh, part of, well, like my personality and everything that I believe that um, every student should take take time and take care of themselves and look after themselves, not just in the study mode, but also like in their daily lives. Um, what I've been doing actually throughout my campaign is asking students directly what ways that they feel that they can de-stress or they want to feel distress, they want to de-stress on campus and how can we implement that on campus. So one thing that we did over the school year, over this academic year with DSEP is we actually had stress busters. My name is Isaac Greenberg. I'm running for the DSU president and uh, I'm a fourth year economics and sustainability major. Uh, I was in inspired to run for the DSU and I was trying to find uh, quality budget information but turns out that didn't really exist very much so uh, as I dug deeper into kind of things that were happening I realized that student representation is a huge issue uh, that we don't actually have any numbers on what people uh, want and Interestingly enough, uh, not everyone wants to be on every single society, and that shouldn't be the only way that you can be involved at Dalhousie. And so my main platform is that uh, no matter what your involvement is, whether you want to be on every society, on every committee, or you just want to get your degree and get out, you'll be represented at Dal. And so the way we're going to do that is create a sense. Like the problem is right now is that you can go to the university, have, you know, kick and scream and say, we want, you know, this, we want free education, we want all these things that we do want. But unless you have numbers to really back that up, it's really hard to prove anything. And this is a research institution. That's the language they speak is data, qualitative and quantitative, but still data. And that's what they really care about. So until we have that, I don't know if our bargaining position, the position that we have with the university is going to get much better. But what are you most passionate about? One thing I'll just say is food. I'm really <laughs> passionate about food in every way, uh, the politics of food. Uh, access to food, making food. I, I grew up on a, a small farm in Nova Scotia, so. And I am joined today by Jen Sampson. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, I am an environmental engineering student here at Dalhousie University. Okay, and, well, and why are you running? When I first came here as a transfer student, I did not feel 
like part of the DAL community at all. It was really hard to get past that and to enjoy life as a student here. And I think that we need more unity between our campuses as well as quality amenities and services. Uh, can you give me some examples? Well, Sexton Campus, for example, which is the engineering campus, so that's the one I have the most experience with, has limited food services. We have a Tim Hortons that is self-serve, but that doesn't include things all the time that can be eaten by people of different cultural backgrounds, different religious backgrounds. So I think we need some more branching out in that respect so that everybody's included, considering that we are often there from 8 a.m. till midnight. We are joined today by Jonathan Frontaine. He is running for the Board of Governors. First question, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, what you're studying? Yeah, I'm a uh, Master's of Public Administration student here at Dell in my first year. I finished a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science in the spring. And uh, I'm a very avid debater here at Dalhousie. And what sets you apart from other candidates? I think at the end of the day, I'm very comfortable making bold statements in a room of people that might not necessarily agree with me. And I think I could competently advocate on behalf of the student body's views. So how would you do that? What are your top three priorities if elected? My top three priorities would be probably getting the university to craft some sort of statement with other universities in the province demanding for more funding for universities. I think this would better allow us to resist the temptation to raise tuition fees, which is something that I would actively fight against. And I'd also like to fight against any cuts to course offerings, which is something that I faced as a student here in the Faculty of Arts and that I've more or less noticed in my own program as well. Now we have Kathleen Olds, who's running for the Board of Governors Rep. Uh, Kathleen, if you wanted to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself. And so I'm in my third year. I'm doing a double major in economics and sustainability. Um, I grew up on Haida Gwaii, and then I did high school in Vancouver. And what sets you apart from other candidates? Yeah, well, I think uh, the main thing that sets me apart is my familiarity with like the Board of Governors governing structure. I've already attended four meetings, so I kind of know how the process goes and uh, what kind of voices they tend to listen to and how to effectively advocate for students. Um, I also have experience with lobbying like municipal and provincial governments, uh, notably around issues of like climate justice and social justice. Good morning, we have Katie George Jim running for president of the DSU Council. Uh, Katie? first question is tell me a little bit about yourself. So I come from the South First Nation on Van Lower Vancouver Island in Coast Salish Territory. Um, I came to Dal in 2014 and I'm studying political science and sustainability so I'm in my fourth year. Why are you running? Yeah we I got this question last night as well at the debate and um, I think I'm running for students and I'm also running for myself and, and what I mean by that is I'm running for the students that will come after me. I'm running for the BIPOC and racialized women on campus that can see themselves in, in leadership positions. I'm running for my nieces who deserve a better future um, and I'm, I'm running to make, you know, a bit of a shift on campus because I've recognized that Campus is very uncomfortable when we start uh, discussing and having dialogues around difficult topics. And that's what university, I think, is about, is being able to learn outside of the classroom about how to converse with folks from any walk of life. And, and what sets you apart from other candidates? Yeah, I, I share a lot of um, either faculty similarities or um, background or what I really want to point out is 
everything that folks have been involved in, I've either held leadership positions or management positions in a lot of those. And that doesn't mean I don't know how to be a team player. And that that comes with being a good leader is knowing when to step back and knowing when to empower others. And I think um, that's an experience that I've really been able to practice um, throughout my entire time at Dow. We are joined today by Liam Finnegan. He is running for vice president finance and operations. So first question, tell me a little bit about yourself. What's your background? What are you studying? Uh, yeah, so um, I'm studying uh, economics. I'm in my fourth year. Um, I'm doing a minor in commerce as well. Uh, Bachelor of Science, economics, yeah. And, and like, what's your background? So what sets you apart from other candidates? Yeah, I, I feel like my background, I've done lots of economic analysis. I've done financial analysis and positions and jobs before. Uh, I just came back from an internship where I did an economic analysis for a new product that was being made for um, environmental mining purposes. Uh, I've also done work with NGOs, budgeting NGOs, making sure that they have the right amount of resources so they succeed. I also have done work with Yukon government where I help them save $100,000 a year on their phone plans, which seems a little, I guess, compared to the DSU budget, but it was important um, for the Yukon government and it was really important for me. Um, I was only 19 at the time when I made the decision and was part of the project. Um, so it was really important for me. Um, and then as well, my dad runs a company in the Yukon where we do work um, on development for First Nations people. It's a Yukon First Nations Development Corp. It's run by the First Nations. My dad's the CEO of the company. Uh, and it's basically what the DSU is, a, it's, except for it's more profitable. Like it's a profit for-profit company. But the proceeds go to reinvesting in the society and the communities. Students struggle with their finances. Uh, we just read a report made by Dal. Um, that said 40%, just under 40% of students are struggling and have had traumatic experiences with their finances. And I'm like, that's awful. Um, I want to set up workshops for students on campus that are for different age groups. So for first years, for um, fourth years, and for pro professional students. To, so they've access to questions and to answers that they really need to succeed. Joined us now, I am set to speak with Masuma Khan. She is here in the studio. Uh, she is running for Vice President, Academic and External once again. All right, so how about you tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, what you're studying? Yeah, so um, I'm in fourth year IDS. I was born and raised here in Jabuktuk in uh, Mi'kma'ki, popularized as Halifax, Nova Scotia. I identify as um, an Afghan settler here. Um, and why are you running once again? I can wholeheartedly say that the only reason I am running for this position is because I can tell you that I truly care about students. I put my life on the line for students in the past and I'm not afraid to do it again. There's so much more to be done and, and students need support and I feel like, you know, I have the experience and the knowledge to really solidify the infrastructure that's needed for this position. It set you apart from the other candidates. I really want to ensure that we're meeting with students and, and going to different campuses and uniting the campuses. So I'll be holding mobile office hours sex at Sexton, Truro, Studley and Carleton, creating uh, monthly videos called VPAE vlogs and maybe even taking part in a radio show at CKDU. Hey. Um, you know, I want to create issues policies with students um, so that it actually mandates the union to take some action because currently you know, it's hard for the union to take a stance unless we have an issues policy. We actually can't take a stance unless we have an issues policy. So that's something I'm noticing in the infrastructure. And so my goal this year is to meet with students and community groups, engage with them, build an infrastructure for uh, advocacy. So it's created by students, for students, and then, you know, do that action and continue. Uh, and what are your top three priorities if elected? 
top three priorities, um, I would say being accessible to all campuses, doing uh, as many issues policies as possible, um, as well as um, making the campuses more accessible through accessible products such as uh, the uh, menstrual product campaign, periods are bloody expensive period, and ensuring the DSU has uh, free and accessible uh, pads and tampons as well as other spaces on this campus, as well as a campus-wide accessibility map um, that you can virtually go through in the DSU app and then Braille copies available in person. What are specific challenges that you face as an incumbent running again? What I'm really just hoping for is to students to see that you know I've done a lot of work I'm not just known for this one thing that I did this one time I've been doing work through death threats through rape threats through through violence I've been continuously giving myself to students and continuously advocating for them on every level and showing up and ensuring that the DSU is at different tables I'm probably the only candidate that has the um, opportunity to go to different places across Turtle Island, visiting different student unions without spending a penny of the union's money. Like right now, the union doesn't have a federal advocacy um, body. And, you know, I've had to sort of figure out how to talk with students at, in different places and figure out what's happening on a more national scale without having any solid resource. And so it's hard to do all these things and balance, you know, two portfolios at the same time. My job is like, I, I have academic and external and I've been able to balance both of those. We are continuing our DSU election coverage. We have an interview right now with Veer Gandhi, who is running for vice president. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm from Tanzania. I'm like a first year uh, applied computer science student. And uh, why are you running? It's, uh, it all began like a couple of weeks, like a couple of weeks before nomination period. And um, we had like this debate uh, in my debating club about uh, whether the DSU should be banned or not. And like, uh, I was opposition, and I didn't really have anything to say. I didn't really know much about the DSU. And then a week later, I went to this uh, student union fair, and I saw that there's like five executive positions in the DSU, and, and like they're paid a lot of money. And like, I, I even learned that we as students pay a lot of money to the DSU. And then I started talking to a few people and asked them whether they actually knew what the DSU was or what it did. And many people didn't really know that. and I guess like to satisfy my own curiosity to an extent um, and when I saw the position it kind of talked about communication uh, requiring to communicate with different societies and things like that so I thought that it would be really interesting to get on the inside and see how I can improve it or how I can make it better for students. And like what are some ways uh, that I guess you're more distinguished than the other candidates in your in your position? Uh, I think it's my ability to adapt so um, like two years ago I uh, I changed my high school from like my home country to a boarding school in a country I'd never seen or a school I'd never really been to before and 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 that also like changed when I came to university so I've liked this experience of living in three different types of communities uh, with different challenges in each community and uh, and I've learned to basically thrive in all these three different communities uh, and I think that really like the ability to like, adapt to the environment and still like uh, do your best in that environment, uh, I think that ability sets me apart. Okay. Uh, and what are your top three priorities if elected? Uh, I only have one single priority. Let's hear it. Um, that's just to like, uh, first of all, the moment I get elected, establish contact with all societies um, 
and and then like uh, in the hopes of maintaining it in the long run. We have now moved on to Sara Goswami. She joins us, joins us now in studio. She is running for the international student representative position for the DSU Council. First off, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, what you're studying. I am currently a second year economics student. I'm pursuing a Bachelor of Science at Dalhousie University. Um, a little bit more about myself. I am an Indian who was born in Bangkok, Thailand, um, raised in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, uh, before I moved to Halifax in 2016. And why are you running? Well, the transition for international students is quite um, rough, I would say, when you come to Halifax. All, a lot of the time, students come out and they're all by themselves in a brand new city and a brand new country. So my first priority, if I were to be elected, was to try to make that transition more seamless for international students, especially by just trying to create, create a greater, greater online presence of the Halifax and Dalhousie lifestyle so that students know what they're getting into before they even join Dalhousie University. And what sets you apart from the other candidates running for this position? I have a lot of prior student government um, experience in my past international schools, so I do have some experience as to how uh, being in a student government position works, and I know uh, what it's like to listen to um, voices and try to propose changes according to that voice that I'm listening to. So what have you been hearing from students? Well, mostly um, students have been saying that um, they would have appreciated if um, there was more help from Dalhousie University in terms of applying for a study permit, for example, because uh, a lot of that information we had to gather ourselves before coming to Halifax, and we had to go through that immigration process on our own. And um, uh, a lot of international students have expressed that they would like some more clarity from Dalhousie University and more explic explicit information from the university itself when it comes to applying for a study program. You're listening to ULEAD on CKDU 88.1 FM. If you're curious about radio or want to share stories, come by and volunteer with our studio located on the fourth floor of the Student Union Building. Dahosi is hosting large names of human rights defenders, including pro bono defense lawyer of Omar Khadr, Dennis Edney, tonight at 7, March 9th, in the two-day Idea Law 2018 conference. On Wednesday, check out King's third last automatons lecture, War in the Age of Intelligent Machines, at 7 p.m. at the Scotiabank Auditorium at St. Mary's University. Up next, The Signal, CKDU Surprise, and democracy now. And shout out to Chris Hadfield's mention to walk the talk about our appreciation of Canada's North. Here's a Callowitz, the Jerry Cans with Northern Lights. <laughs> 